If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hi, and welcome once again to Vacation Rental Success, and this is session number 39. And the summer's sort of drawing to a close now. I think I must be the only person that I know who cannot wait until Labor Day. I really am counting the days, counting the hours until next Monday, when hopefully everything will sort of die down a bit. Uh, this this last week has been absolutely nuts. I cannot believe how many people leave their Labor Day last minute plans to the very, very, very last minute and then still expect to be able to fit their group of 8, 10, 12, sometimes even 14 uh, into a non-existent property because we really have nothing left to offer. Um, it is tough. I know we've had a, the, the summer's been pretty rough here, uh, lots of rain, it's been cold. And this last week, the, the last few days, the temperature's picked up and all of a sudden summer has come. And so I think, you know, I quite understand people want to get away for the last minute. But it's uh, it can be a little bit tough. Having to say no, I'm really sorry. We have nothing, absolutely nothing available. And and also dealing with multiple quests for the same property. We, we did have one property that just came available and then I put it on the website and we had maybe 30 odd inquiries for it. And, and we, we do screen our guests to ensure that uh, we're making the right match to get the right people into the right property. And so we, we selected the ones that we felt would be right and we let them know they could have it. And of course, then I've got to uh, let everybody else down. But that's the nature of the game. It's part of the business. And I honestly, I may, I may sound a bit jaded. I think it's probably because I'm feeling a little bit tired now. The summer, um, the summer's taken a fair whack out of everybody here in the office. And hey, I'm the one that got to go to Dallas last weekend and, uh, and, and actually missed quite a busy time. But anyway, that apart, I was really delighted to speak to this week's guests because they have done what I think is going to be perhaps um, a model for the future. And that is to set up a vacation rental owners network. They're, they're from Maui. And I went to Maui a few years ago and absolutely loved it. And there are a lot of vacation rentals there, a lot of condos. And I would imagine that when, when people go looking for them, it's tough to sift through, particularly if, if you're going to HomeAway or VRBO or TripAdvisor, whatever, the, the big listing sites, to sift through and really find the ones, the, the one that's going to be suitable for you. And what my guests today have done is create a network of properties and owners that they have actually inspected. They've been to every one of them and have checked them out, made sure they're legal because Maui has fairly strict regulations on vacation homes. All of these properties in the network have been checked and they are 
legally registered with the County of Maui, and they meet certain requirements that the uh, that the company lays down. So without further ado, let's move on over to the interview with Bonnie and Matt Paulai. Hi, I'm delighted to be here today and to have as my guests Bonnie and Matt Paulai, who are a mother and son team from Ann Arbor, Michigan and Cedar Falls, Iowa, and more specifically from the beautiful island of Maui. Bonnie and Matt run the MauiOwnerCondos.com website and they're going to be here talking about the vacation rentals network that they've set up to bring individual owners together to allow them to market their condos in in a much better way. Hello, Bonnie and Matt. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Heather. Thank you for having us. Yeah, hello. Glad to be here. That is an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Now, I'm assuming that neither of you are in Maui at the moment. Unfortunately, uh, no. correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Bonnie, how often do you get there? Um, I probably spend close to five months a year on island, and uh, mostly in the winter, but also in the fall and in the summer, checking things out at various times of the year and getting to see all the condos that are uh, connected with our network. And Matt, how often do you uh, fly out? Yeah, you know, I'm probably there about a month a year, but it's, you know, four or five individual trips. That sounds absolutely wonderful. I was there about five years ago and absolutely loved, loved, loved the island. It was it was just a magical trip. And I, I will get back there again, uh, which is which is all, all the more reason that I'm delighted to talk to you. Now, you've got a number of condos that you actually own yourselves in Maui. Can you tell me about them, a little bit more about them, how you came to acquire them? What what was it about Maui that took you from this part of the U.S. and to, to buy over there? It is kind of unusual to be coming from this far east and, and go to Maui. I guess we don't get as many, although more and more from Ontario and New York coming in. Um, we had a friend who had been stationed during Vietnam. He'd been stationed uh, on the big on, uh, in Oahu at Tripler and discovered Maui while he was there. And so we had vented, uh, visited him many times and uh, really enjoyed the island and his property. He had a property at Hale Kamaoli in Kihei, South Kihei. And uh, so in 1999, we purchased our first condo over there to be close to him, but not right on top of him. And uh, we purchased at Wailea Akahi Village, which is just about a mile south and in Wailea, the first of the Wailea condos on the beach. And uh, we just figured that opportunity would be good because it was a little bit higher end, and it was on the beach. And even if in bad economic times, we'd be able to rent it a little bit because people would want to come there if they had that opportunity. And um, my husband was right on on that thought. So that's what got us started. And how many do you have now? We have two that we own personally, but we have, uh, what, 11, Matt, that we have that Matt rents for neighbors and friends. Uh, yeah, we have, you know, so two that we own outright and then uh, a total of 11 that we kind of, I say that we're worried about them on a day-to-day basis, but the reality is they're self-managed by the owners and we have on-island contacts that we're kind of the go-between so that uh, we know what's happening with the, with the units and we can advise the owners as to 
uh, what you know, uh, what's going on with their condo, with their homes, and uh, we take care of all the online internet marketing. Do you uh, do you manage their bookings, or or is it just the marketing? Uh, it's a combination of both. Okay, so to to a degree, you are. I mean, would you call yourself a, a rental management company? You know, that that is an aspect of what we do. We we take the inquiries and we help. Um, sort through them and make sure we get the, the right types of people, the right uh, renters for the condos at the right rates. Just so yes. Mostly it's the booking end. It's not the, um, the management end, although we help uh, owners understand the types of things renters want and how they might best outfit their condo. We're, we're there as a resource for them, but they are hands-on, very hands-on owners. It, it sounds very much like the uh, my own agency here in Ontario. Um, uh-huh. Yes. You know, we, we, we manage the bookings, we do the marketing, but our our owners need to be hands-on because... Exactly. Yeah, because of the, uh, just, I mean, the, the distance uh, from from our office to all these properties would be uh, yeah, a little little bit difficult. But yes, it sounds very, yeah. very, very similar to, to what we do here. So, uh, and, and how is that working for you? You know, it, it seems to work very well. I mean, um, we, you know, we certainly... Um, you know, inquiries are coming in off of our our website that we that we've developed that is all based on our own search engine optimization and our length of uh, longevity, and and we've had you no know, knock on wood we haven't had any real issues in terms of bad guests. You know, nothing's been um, you know, we don't get broken couches or, or or wine spilled all over the carpets. Things have turned out well for us, and it's it's been exciting to see. That on a year-in, year-in basis, that uh, we our occupancy increases, the the number of bookings increase, and so it's been wonderful for the owners as well. Yeah, our personal condos have really been at times too booked, ninety-two percent perhaps. Maui's unique marketplace in that you actually do have year-round. It's a year-round market for us. I think if you were at about 87% occupancy, that might be the most, that would be best for a condo to do because, um, you need to care, care for it as well. Yeah. We, we, we kind of believe on the fact that, you know, if you have a hundred percent occupancy, it's not necessarily a good thing for the condo because as, you know, as an owner, you know, it needs to breathe a little bit. You need to have some time to, you do need to clean the carpets. You do need to maybe add some paint. You need to do some things to keep them up into the standard that we want it to be when we visit and when we're there in in, in the home ourselves. And so, you know, we, we have found that that 80 to 85% occupancy is really a nice sweet spot in terms of maximizing uh, revenue for the owners as well as maximizing enough time to keep uh, the condos in tip-top shape. Well, I think most owners... Um listening to this are going to think, well, 85%, 87% is something that uh, it's, it's almost a, an in-your-dreams type of number. And <laughs> so, so yes, as you say, it's it's a very, very unique market. Yeah, that, that's the nice thing about Maui is climate-wise, you know, I joke and I do videos on January 1st and July 1st saying, you know, what's pick the day of the year. You can't. It's <laughs> always basically the same weather which is great from that standpoint. And then, you know, we get a lot of travelers, obviously, that come from, you know, North America in the wintertime, you know, um, to escape the cold. But we also are getting a lot more people coming from Australia in their winter, which which fills our summer, of course, which helps with that season. And the, the reality is that there is no low season or, you know, really on Maui anymore. You know, the month of September would be the, is the least traveled month. But, you know, the people are coming for summer vacation still, 
you know, from the Southwest and, you know, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, that area of the United States is coming to escape the oppressive heat. And then, of course, that same time of year, you get, as I mentioned, the Australians coming up and um, to get away from their winter. So it really is unique that we're able to kind of be a year-round um, location and travel destination. Yes, I can't think of many other places in, in the world that have have that sort of, of year-round climate and are so uniquely located to attract both guests from you know the north from different continents the distance though from any particular continent it's actually the most remote island chain uh in the world i think in terms of being able to to get there from other places on the continents and uh that has affected the market uh with the economy back in 2008 and now for the canadian economy a little bit again so that even though the market is there year round, that it's because it's more expensive to get to, it's changed. The economic features change the type of rental you get, maybe a short term rental because everybody's trying to, to try three islands in, in 10 days instead of, you know, taking one and coming back again and doing another. So, so that changes the market and you have to be adaptable. And I think that's one thing that we have been able to do. Matt, tell me about the marketing strategy. What do you actually use? How there's a lot of uh, of properties on Maui offered for rental. How do you go about getting them to come to your location? Well, I think the, the we're lucky in a couple of ways. Is one that we've had um, an internet presence for you know 15 years or so. So we've kind of grown up with the internet to a degree. And so, of course, the, one of the major factors with the, the SEO is, is your website, you know, longevity. How long have you been there? So the fact that we've been there with the same uh, URL, the same website name, MauiOwnerCondos.com and WailaIkahiVillage.com, that we've got that, you know, uh, authority from the, the search engine. So that's a great thing that we've kind of stumbled upon, if you will. Uh, so that's been wonderful. And we've done all of our own marketing from a search engine optimization standpoint. So we don't have to spend tons of money um, trying to buy Google AdWords or other things of that nature because um, we learned how to um, optimize our own sites. So we did a lot of unique traffic from people that know they want to come to Maui 1 or secondly, they know they want to come to Waialea which is you know the town, the South Maui, or even the specific village, Ikahi Village. So we're very lucky that when people put those into the search boxes that we get, we get hits very quickly. So we, we get, oh, you know, 60, 70% of our bookings come direct through our own, our own means of that nature. Um, the other thing I've been doing recently, well, not necessarily recent, a couple of years, is that I really love video. I love, I love YouTube. Um, I wanted to be a TV a newscaster when I came out of college. And so I've kind of parlayed that into now finally being able to be it. So I have a lot of funny, I don't know, funny, but you know, here I am, you know, I'll put myself on camera and I'm really surprised that I have almost 22,000 views on my YouTube channel, which I think is ridiculously high, (laughs) you know, for just a a guy with a condo, (laughs) but it shows that people are searching for Maui. They're searching for for that type of content. And I think that's how we're able to help then direct people um, and use it as another funnel to send to our sites. The, the use of uh, YouTube is, is so interesting and just the short videos. How, how long are your videos? I, they're anywhere from uh, about 35, 45 seconds to as long as maybe three minutes. I basically have two types of videos. 
One is what I call is a, uh, a reality walkthrough video, which is basically me walking through with my digital, with my, my, my camera, giving you an actual look and feel of how the condo looks. Pictures are wonderful. Site plans are wonderful. But when I put it through on a video and walk through the condo, then visitors are able to get an idea in three dimension what it really looks like. Oh, that's really the view, or that's oh, I see. This door is the bathroom, and that's not in the living room. It looks like you know this is you know well appropriate. So that's nice. The other videos I do that are shorter are typically you know I'll I'll stand on the beach at sunrise and do a quick little hey here it is it's it's seven a.m. isn't this a beautiful you know peaceful morning why don't you come jog on the beach with me I'll go and stand in front of my favorite restaurant or my favorite deep sea fishing type place and do just a quick little 30 second, 40 second video about, you know, it's a video testimonial for them, but then I tag it with their URL and with their keywords to try to pick up on any traffic that's going, that's searching for them um, as well. So that's, those are the two types of videos that we typically do. Could anybody do this? You know, I've, I've, I've seen these before. I, I interviewed uh, Evelyn Gallardo from Costa Rica uh, way back at the beginning of, of the podcast. And she, really does a fabulous job of these short videos, very similar. And I have suggested that, you know, this this is a great thing for, for anybody, even with just an individual property to do. How mm-hmm. challenging would that be uh, to somebody who has just, let's let's say, some moderate technical? Uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's easier than people realize. Um, you know, everybody's mobile phone nowadays has a video camera, and most of them shoot in high def. Um, you don't need to be, you know, the, the biggest, you know, drawback I hear is people, well, I don't want to be on camera. I don't want my face all over the internet. Okay. So don't put your face on camera, but you can talk, you can put a, your headset on and, and, and talk very easily. And it's a minute or two. And if, and you don't necessarily need a lot of technical skill or editing skill. If you're, if you can just walk through and just do one shoot, one take, this, this is where one thing we differentiate from the hotels is I think people like seeing the real condo as opposed to the the Madison Avenue, you know, advertising agency slick and beautiful at, you know, 30 second ad you see during the Super Bowl or something. People don't believe those, I think, sometimes. They like the authenticity of our videos. And yeah, my camera jiggles a little bit and I might stub my toe and all of a sudden, you know, it just, it, it, you can tell it's real. And I think that that's, that adds the authenticity to it and adds the fact that you're dealing with a real person and not a suit, you know, sitting in a, in a boardroom or sitting in a in a closet taking you know, phone calls. It could be used in addition to a professional photography, we think. But we think they're a good way to add the reality to it. I think you really nailed it there, Matt, when you said authenticity. I mean, we're dealing with so many issues with uh, with scams and the uh, this, this reality. You know, it's a feeling of you know I've got confidence in this because somebody's actually been there and 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 it's not just a picture scraped from somebody else's website. Right. And I think, too, that, you know, I do put myself on video just because I, I enjoy it and I don't mind doing it. But I think when you add the fact that here I am introducing every video and then you see my picture on our website and you see it otherwise, it's the same person. So, again, it adds to that. Like you said, it's not, you know, I'm not hiding behind a, an email address. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to the network of owners that you have, because that that's what really struck me when I when I found when I came across the site and and saw that you've you've developed this as as a service to other condo owners. So they're not sort of out there in a vacuum, just putting out their own website and and hoping somebody will come and see it. Neither are they just having to bow down to the big boy listing sites. 
and and hope once again that their property is going to stand out in the mass of of other listings. What gave you that that idea at the beginning to um, to create the network? Actually, uh, I began the network probably in 2000. Um, so it was just a year after we had started on our own. And the industry changed pretty dramatically in just one or two years. Uh, when we first started out, you could be you could be found very easily on, on any of the search engines. Google wasn't even there. Google <laughs> Google wasn't there till we'd been there for a year or two. So, uh, but but as things grew, as the industry grew, and as search engines grew, and the internet grew, um, things changed. And you couldn't just join and be in, say, Yahoo's directory. They wanted two hundred dollars a year to be in Yahoo's directory, and. Uh, you, you started to have to pay for AdWords or different things if you wanted to be found. And there were more people in your niche, so there were more condos to see, and you may not be found as easily. So friends of mine uh, who saw how well we did, how well we were positioned in the SERPs, they asked us if we couldn't do something about that. And we thought, yeah, this is the time for a site that we could put everybody together to spend their advertising dollars in one place. And then we would be a directory that would link out to everyone's individual websites. You've got to remember, this is 2000. The people who were doing it, the, the, the VRBO was there, but not very big. And we actually charged more than VRBO when we started out for a year's listing. Um, and now uh, VRBO charges about 10 times more than we do. <laughs> so I think we're still a, we're a great value. But um, very targeted local directory. Uh, we tend to combine the best, I think, of everything. The, it's, it's, an, it's a buy-owner rental that has been confirmed and, and um, checked out. We uh, enjoy seeing condos, and we make sure that we inspect them before we let them on our directory. You can't just pay a fee and sign up and be with us. So the idea is to allow owners to have some sort of a level of playing field a little bit, especially now if you don't have a website, but even when you had your own website, um, to level the playing field between you and management companies or you now and the big, the big boys in the vacation rental industry. And it's worked. But people who tended to find us tended to be people that weren't doing as much they were comparing a lot, but they were, they had higher expectations, and we were able to convince them that they could trust us with those expectations. That's excellent. So, how how many properties do you um, do you have within the network now? A couple hundred, all local South Maui, uh, mostly Wailea, although there's two or three large accommodations in uh, in South Kihei that we have relatives in or we owned in ourselves, so we included them. And do you inspect them all? Yes, if you see a blue starfish, that's our <laughs> our little symbol that says they've been inspected, then that means we have inspected them and they're there. If if in Wailea in particular, if they don't have the starfish, they wouldn't be on our, our site because we wouldn't allow them on. In Kihei, some of the old originals did not choose to be inspected, and since that was not our main focus, we allowed them on. But I think that if you look at the pictures, you'll see the condos mm-hmm. and that that. That's just their grandfathered in at this point. If, if we don't just physically inspect the condo, at the very minimum, we do check um, and verify ownership with Maui County that the condo is indeed owned by the individual who's listing it on our site or wants to list it on our site. 
We also verified that the condo is located in a in a in the proper zoning district to be able to be a transit accommodation. So we try to add that sort of um, verification so that people know they're renting a legal place and that they're renting a spot from the actual owner. It's not uh, you know something that was just thrown up on on another website. Yes, and with the changes in the regulations now for uh, since two thousand and twelve. Uh, for vacation rentals, the county now requires, we always did this, of course, because who wouldn't, <laughs> But if you really were concerned about your renter, but they require that you have an on-island contact and that when you advertise, you advertise online, you show your uh, tax ID number. And we always did that anyway um, and provide the contacts information to each one of our renters and they're available 24-7 for emergencies. So it's it's, and they know the condo well because they've been with us for years. So they actually usually clean the condo as well. In this way, on our group, on the Maui Owner Condo site, we really stand out among and I, all other listing sites that I'm aware of in that we do not let someone come on our site who does not provide that tax ID number. We do the best we can to ensure that everybody on there is a legal rental and uh, is proactive and will respond to you. We want you to let us know if they're not responding and they won't be with us long if they don't. Once again, that is pretty much unique. If you were considered to be, I guess, a listing site, that is uh, is not what is generally seen across the board in terms of, I don't know, focus screening of owners. You, you deal obviously with a lot of owners and knowing them personally as well, if you've been inspecting their properties. And I'm, I'm quite interested in this, this whole issue of the qualities that a vacation rental owner should have to achieve a successful level of business. What's your take on that? What do you, when somebody comes to you and says, I'd like to rent my property and put it onto your network, what are you looking for? Well, we look for someone who understands that they need to be their own manager, that we're, n- we're not their manager. Um, they, they have to handle the bookings that come uh, from our, our, our listing that get referred to them. Many of them also have on-island uh, management even or other help, but, um, but they need to be the ones fielding the information. Be- and so they, want to be, they need to be willing to be involved. We need to have an owner who's involved, who's not afraid to talk to people on the phone or via email, uh, will will be able to convey to the renter the specifics that the renter wants to know. So it's so it can be one-stop shopping for the renter. If the bed is hard, they want to know that it's a hard bed because they want a hard bed. Or if you have a coffee grinder or not, or how far is it really to walk to the to the beach from that particular condo, or where's your favorite restaurant, and do you have uh, toys in the condo for kids, or is there a deck of cards if it rains, and that sort of thing. We also mandate part of the, not only are the condos inspected, but we also, going along the lines of them being their active managers, we want them to keep, part of the real um, rule to be on the site is they have to keep their calendars updated. Because we, we, you know, we want everything to be real and, and updated and, and true so that we don't get a lot of people as, you know, thinking that the site doesn't have a, a real representation of what is available. So that's another important feature that we make the owners realize they have to be that, you know, in tune with it. Just like not every renter is uh, going to be happy with a with a vacation rental stay instead of a hotel, 
not every owner is going to be available with the, uh, the, the type of services we think they should provide in order to be part of our network. We, we like owners who are wanting to build relationships and not just customers, but treat the business as a business because that's what it is. So they, they want, we want them to be a host, not a front desk. And most of them really, in order to do that and maintain the condo to the conditions we want, they need to live there part-time or, or, or at least go for a two-week vacation to their condo once a year, that sort of thing. So it's, so it's, not, it's not a matter of just uh, buying a property for investment and putting it with you and then walking away from it. Right. right. Those are not right. the owners that we tend to attract. <laughs> yeah, and we do get people who are interested in the properties as investments. Um, it's just that they have to come and actually use them, too, in order for them to maintain it the way and have offer the relationship that we want. We want people who know these condos. We tend to be just specific to owners. VRBO started out, it was owners. Uh, and then it got to be more agencies than owners, and now they're actually t- differentiating a little bit, which is good just for full disclosure. I think if you want to rent from an owner, you should know it, and if you want to rent from an agency, you should know that. There are many agencies, though, that handle niche markets and are higher-end agencies that actually have a list of condos that they have inspected and, and do that sort of thing, and those agencies we do encourage on our site because they're they're different than an agency who has a different cleaning person every week going in there and they don't know what's inside the condo or not. So the small niche agencies, sort of like yours, I would think, Heather, mm-hmm. that, that, um, that where the owners still tend to have a lot of input, um, but you can offer that, that option to agencies as well. So coming back to, to the properties themselves, when you inspect them, I was quite interested in, in the fact that you, you, you do go out and inspect them just in, in the same way, in fact, that, that we go out and inspect ours. So what are your criteria when you go out to look at a property? What would cause you to maybe turn something down? Well, one would be maintenance issues for sure. We don't require that every property be completely remodeled and look wonderful. We require that it be clean and neat and well-maintained and that they have the things in it that that we would want to have available to us to make our stay pleasant when we were there. There are different prices, and if your condo is priced accordingly, then people get what they're expecting, then that's what, what we're, we're after. We don't want someone who has a, a condo that is trying to market it for $600 a night when it should be at the $200 price range or something of that sort based on the condition of the condo. But if their condition is excellent and they're just in a, a little less expensive location, we're, we're fine with, with putting someone on who, who hasn't got a remodeled bathroom as long as they show it and as long as they show on the website pictures of the condo that are, in fact, the way the condo looks, that, that sort of thing is allowed. But the condition has to be in, in good shape. Um, we have requirements, and we pass out our, our checklist to the owners so they see, you know, how many out sets of dishes and plates and things are required if you uh, say that four is your maximum rental and uh, how, to, how to organize your extra sheets and how many sheets and towels to have available to people. And we, re- we request, we don't require, but we request on Maui that you provide like an old-fashioned princess phone <laughs> with a local phone number because power does go out and cell phone towers do stop get overloaded and uh, those old phones are the ones that you have contact with in case of a hurricane or 
a tsunami, which have been non-existent on Maui, but happen in the surrounding areas. So those little things that are little considerate issues, flashlights, um, just in case, first aid kits, um, things that, that uh, we look for those things um, and let owners know if they don't have them and give them a chance. To, we'll tell them this would keep you from getting on, but this wouldn't keep you from getting on. But we suggest you do it if you want repeat runners, because that's what our goal is for everybody is repeat runners. So you're taking the time to educate your owners. And I'm guessing some probably like like ours, some probably need a little bit more education than others. But uh, but if if they do take everything on board, then it's usually successful for them. Owners have changed through the years. They used to be um, much, you know, understand really doing it as a, a marketing technique and as their own condo for retirement that they're just helping defray costs a little bit now. And as we get more and more investors who enjoy using it during this time but aren't looking at it as their personal requirement for a retirement home, um, the knowledge base changes a little bit. When I'm on island during a tsunami, I, I send out alerts. And even when I'm not on island, I get alerts. So I send them out to our membership to let them know what's happening. And many times I'm the first they've heard that, that there's something coming. And it enables them to get a hold of the guest and, and tell the guests, you know, what they need to know to be safe and, and calm and that sort of thing. So I'm glad to be able to do that. Well, it certainly shows across your website that you offer this really amazing service to to guests because it's probably one of the most comprehensive uh, listing websites I've ever seen with just the, it really is a one-stop shop. Earlier on, I was just clicking through, just going through some of the properties. I see some have their own websites and some have listings on your own site. Can you share some tips that would make a listing um you know, particularly appealing to, to a guest who's looking for co- condo rental? What would make somebody go to one of these listings rather than another? Well, I, I think it, it goes back to the authenticity we talked about earlier. But um, so you, so a, an owner wants to make their listing stand out, and they, they can make it stand out by talking, just being truthful and talking about what it really is. So sharing little tidbits of saying, hey, I, we love to sit on the lanai, for breakfast because the sun comes up and we have wonderful sunrises or we have great sunsets. Make sure you're there by, you know, one of our, one of our condo communities, Holly Kameole has a, um, the residents that are there all go out at sunrise with their conch shells and blow the sunset down. And, and so that's kind of fun. So you tell the guests, Hey, you know, grab the conch shell that's above the TV and go down and blow, blow with the blow, blow the sunset down. It's kind of fun. Maybe they, maybe the kids like it. Maybe the, you know, it's just a neat little thing. So you're making it real. Um, in sharing, um, you know, your favorite restaurant, sharing your, you know, the best time to go, uh, to go snorkel or to stand up paddle, you know, don't go in the afternoon, the waves are bigger, you're going to fall off, you know, things like that, I think, uh, make people realize that, that it's real. And, but, um, we touched on it a little bit too, but I really do think from an owner standpoint, professional photography is really the number one thing for an owner to do. Uh, we all think we can take good pictures with our phones or our, even if you have a DSLR camera. But unless you're really a, a true photographer, it's not going to be a great picture. Or, or and you know, the internet photos and real estate, particularly, you need you need really good high quality photos to sell the place, to give to give the guests an idea that this is what it really is. Um, and so, so those would be the the main main aspects I would I would have the owners do to make sure they they got the rentals and got the traffic that they want. Yeah, our new website uh, that's 
that it should be, <laughs> should have launched a month ago, but probably will launch in another month, is uh, the, the images for individual rentals are a lot larger because that's, that's a new 10 trend now too because everybody has more bandwidth and they can support that. Um, I think also when you take a picture, other than that people want to see the kitchen, they want to see the bathroom, they want to see where are they going to sleep and what is the view like, but I think sometimes taking a picture that's a really detail-oriented, setting the scene, uh, set the lanai table, and, and if you want them out there for breakfast, you know, put some fresh fruit out there and let people get a sense of what it would feel like if they were there and just kind of take a, a close-up of the table with a little bit of the view or something. Those sort of little scene-setting things uh, put me in this place, resting a beach towel on a, on a chair with glasses and a a cool drink or something like that. Uh, set the scene. Make people want to be there and, and, and show up what, what you actually have to offer and how it would feel for them to be there. Because you want to match the right guest with your unit. You want that guest to want to keep coming back. Yes, you, uh, you've made some great points there. And in fact, um, I, I just, Matt was talking about uh, blowing the, uh, the conch shells. And I've, I just came across one of the units, which has a picture of... Um, a dozen or more people all blowing a conch shell, conch yeah. shell which yeah. which really adds to a listing, doesn't it? It it, um, it broadens the listing beyond just the picture of the kitchen and the bedrooms and the bathroom, which is what you so often see. Well, and one of the things I think that people want who go to vacation rental, not only do they enjoy the extra space we have compared to hotel or the fact that you don't really need room service because you've got it in the refrigerator there all day or you can get the local restaurants to deliver. I mean, we provide that sort of information as well. But um, the, the individual can see, they can experience that's what they want is an experience. They just don't, they, and they want to live like a local a little bit. And uh, you can offer that experience in a condo that they can't get someplace else. So those little items of seeing the, the conch blow at uh, Tali Kamaoli or uh, maybe uh, somebody, a picture, we have a couple that have pictures of uh, guests up on their paddle boards or their stand-up boards paddling. Um, Different, different ideas of things you can do. The hike of one beautiful shot on one of our rentals has someone sitting there at sunrise on Haleakala and somebody has stood behind them and took a picture of them looking at the sunrise in their parka huddled <laughs> <laughs> in for the... Because you know, people don't think about that. You're up at 10,000 feet. It's cold and they haven't brought something warm. So if you're going on your own, bring something warm to wear to Haleakala. We leave... We leave something warm for our guests to wear if they want to go. Those things are usually left behind. So, What would you recommend to someone who, who is, in, in fact, perhaps in another part of the world, in a, in a sort of similar situation where they have a lot of properties around them, uh, who might be considering launching a similar network? Do, do you have any, any pointers for them, Something th things that they should really think about before they start? You know, the one thing would probably be you, you – Sometimes I believe in quality versus quantity. So they may not want to have 50 people because they know 50 people. You know, what's wrong with having, you know, have 20 if, you know, they're the good people with the uh, good people, the same values as you have, the whatever that may be, you know, be in the light, a light community. I think that's important, you know, having the same desires and the same, you know, outcome. Um, one of the other things that we've done is you don't want to spread yourself overly thin. So we won't 
one of the other things that when instead of we don't take just anybody as we've discussed, but we won't take anyone in a in a community that we don't already have other units for. So we don't want one condo in community A because we don't think that helps promote that community. We want two or three or four at least minimum. So I think that's something else they they can look into to the um to help them succeed. I think they should be prepared uh, to have enough members initially. Probably my guess is at least 10 to 15 condos initially to be able to afford the cost of some uh, AdWords advertising or something of that sort. Because until your URL gets known, and depending on how good your search engine optimization is, you're still having to compete with the big, the big guys and you won't get up there right away in the search results. Be prepared to, to pay for some advertising initially as you get known. Get in your social network stuff and uh, um, get known that way. Have your friends talk, talk you up on, on Facebook and uh, in Twitter if they're doing that or LinkedIn. And Yelp, I guess, would be another good one to get into. But um, mostly I think that it's trying to and have a good back end where you can track these things. Um, we offer our back end is available to to moder modify for other regions. And we would love to see a hyper directory be able to compete with someone like the, the big guys um, that handle different parts of the world. But you could know that each one of these different directories that you were linked to from our super directory cared about the same things that you do and, and, and have as much attention to detail and uh, that you could trust the rentals there to be who, to, to be actual, the people who own the condos. So that's sort of a network. I think you know, somebody should develop something like that at some point. We hope we will, but somebody may get to it first. And if so, that's fine. Just so we can, we can all trust it. Yeah. I, th I think we, we, we're going to be moving that way. I, I, th there is a movement uh, undercurrent of um, of yes. unrest, I guess, uh, yes. that that is getting stronger and stronger to be moving away from the these um, the, the conglomerate listing sites and creating more networks like yours. And I would love to see that uh, that happening. I think it's yeah. uh, you know it, it's it's a a movement that's having its time now. Yes, I, I agree, and um, I think too that that it's difficult. People, people need to see, although it's important to have your own website, and I know people um, that Matt Landau and others uh, online are really uh, pushing that you have your own website and you do it. That has kept us doing very well with our Wailea Village condos because our personal website is kind of the authority site for that particular resort. But uh, not everybody can get to that point right now. And although having your own website, I think, so you can be independent of the big guys and not have just a listing page is great. But I think that a site like we're envisioning would have a listing page for each condo, and then you could link from it to your website, unlike what VRBO allows at this point. Mm -hmm. And I think that that sort of thing helps keep down the clutter on the Internet and helps make it available so that you actually can be found by going to one of these reliable niche sites, sort of a boutique listing site yeah i like that the boutique listing site yes it sort of puts puts um home away and sort of into likes of holiday inn <laughs> Com well, we compared to, to a niche a boutique niche site <laughs> we 
We use them too. Um, we didn't for years, and we have one or two of our units on there just to, just to see what happens, so we can understand what some of the issues are in those. And I mean, their goal, everybody, not just home away, but but uh, Flipkey and and many of the others. The goal really seems to be to keep the renter on their site and not allow anybody to go anywhere else, and forcing people even into policies. Individual owners have different uh, cancellation policies or whatever, and the policies that they're forcing you into are just not real for the areas that we're talking about or for individual people who don't have other places to send folks if somebody cancels or, or draw from. So I think that I can understand why they want to get away from from the big sites, but I th- and I think that sometimes you can get too big. <laughs> yeah, and so, th- yes, there, there are some interesting and, and sometimes disturbing trends as to to what I, what is actually happening and it it, it yeah. seems to be taking the focus away from from the owner guest relationship we want people to continue to look online to search for a condo i think the statistics say something like every, for every condo booked that that renter has has investigated that condo on seven different websites mm-hmm so just because somebody is booking from your VRBO listing does not mean that they found you there first. It means they're using that to help verify that that is who you are and this is really a legitimate thing. And so you can't be sure that any place you advertise is the place that somebody found you first. It's only the last place they bothered to go to after having searched through seven other places. Having your own website is important, but keeping the Internet a little bit uh opened up and free for those listings and being able to be found, I think is, is just as important. Yeah. Important points. So we're just about coming to the end of our time now, but I just wanted to have a quick, quick input from you, Matt, as a realtor who specializes in South Maui condos. Uh, what is the current market like? And uh, is this a good time to invest? Well, I, I've always thought it's a good time to invest in Maui, <laughs> you know, but, but, uh, but, uh, but I'm biased. You know, it, it's got some intrinsic things that nowhere else has, you know, the, the, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a finite amount of land. So, you know, that helps drive value and the weather is, is ideal to perfect. So that helps people want to be there. You know, in the last two to three years, the property values have increased um, across the Island pretty steadily. Some places have, have gone up, you know, 40, 50%, if not more over the last couple of years. I mean, it certainly has rebounded drastically. That said, over the last six months or so, prices have kind of dipped a little bit because just as there's a, there's a fewer number of buyers right now. A lot of buyers came in and bought, and so now um, properties aren't, aren't selling this quick because the people, you know, the, 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 the demand isn't there quite as much as there was. So I always say it's a great time to buy in Maui. I think it's, you know, history shows that the value there is going to only increase. Rentals rates are increasing. If, if you're looking at it solely as a cash flow business, um, you know you got to be careful about where you buy. You got to be careful about um, you know what you're going to rent. Can you rent it? Um, but if you're looking at it as an investment to say, hey, if I can buy a place and over the next 20 years have have 85 percent of it paid off by other people, if you will, and then I can retire there, then yeah, I think it's you know it's a no-brainer. You know, so that so it depends on what your what your mo- what your goal is. I think it's important too, though, that they realize that not every realtor can give them that information. That some realtors are most realtors are interested in in, in marketing their their condos or their homes that they they have for sale, and they don't really understand the rental market as well as others. And Matt 
Pat has a good understanding of that rental market. So if you're looking to want to use the, the condo for a rental, it, it behooves you to look for someone who has that knowledge, that expertise as well. Yeah, that's a great point. Matt, Bonnie, it's been an absolute pleasure. I will get back to Maui again one day. I am horribly jealous that you're heading off there next week. <laughs> um, but once again, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank, thank, you. Heather, thank, thank you very much for having us. Thank you so much, Bonnie and Matt, for sharing those experiences. It was an absolute delight to to talk with them both. What I found so interesting was hearing Bonnie talk about when she started out, and that was before Google, that was before HomeAway, it was before TripAdvisor, it was before we relied so much on the big listing sites and before we we had reviews. So Bonnie's perspective was even more interesting because of that. And I hope maybe that it's inspired some of you to think about creating a similar sort of owner's network. I mean, perhaps do it as a community project. Forget being in competition with your neighbors or people close by to you that have a vacation rental. Get together with them and perhaps you can come up with some idea of how you can create this similar type of network. And just think you could bring your properties all into it, have links back to your own websites, perhaps even create a blog that you could all contribute to and make it a community effort. Just something I was thinking about. And uh, if you do such a thing, I'd, I'd love to you know, hear about how it's working for you. So if you have any, any comments, any questions to ask either Bonnie or Matt, please go to the show notes at the foot of the page and write in your question and uh, I will make sure that they pop by and answer them for you. For now, I'm going to take a little bit of a break, get outside, enjoy some of this late summer sunshine before I get back to my desk again. So thank you for listening to me this time and look forward to being with you again very, very soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. Thank you.